0: Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info.
1: Hey everybody, it's Will Sullivan with another episode of Let's Cover That with my co-host,
0: Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Mercedes Dodge, president at PAVMT. Mercedes, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today.
2: Oh, thank you guys for having me.
0: Of course, it's a pleasure. And we'd love to hear a little bit about your background in healthcare and what led you to PA VMT.
2: For sure. So I'm a PA, I've been practicing more than 14 years. I currently serve um, a population for mental health and addiction medicine for children, adolescents, families, um, and adults. Uh, I became a PA 14 years ago In California, I was um, wanting to try to break down barriers in primary care, family medicine. It actually goes back to my childhood. So I grew up as a first um, generation immigrant and I'm very proud of that. Um, I actually have several childhood memories where I was involved with medical visits because my sister had a birth defect. Um, And so I saw firsthand the difficulty in trying to get families into specialty care. And that did involve a lot of driving. And that was a financial burden for my family as well as emotionally exhausting. So flash forward, I decided to become a PA after I tried to go the path of a researcher. So I do like a lot of numbers and statistics and all of that fun stuff in the lab. But I really wanted to break the barriers in patient care, like more one-on-one in front of me. And so um, I became a PA 14 years ago, worked in primary care, primarily in community clinic settings, where um, I was involved in diagnosing, treating um, and connecting people to what they need. I started having a large population kind of following me for their mental health illness. Um, And what I decided is as a PA, I could pivot. So I pivoted um, and became kind of a knowledgeable and expert in psychiatry. Um, one of my MD colleagues took me over. She was dual board in both family medicine and psychiatry. So it was a great um, addition to my skill set. When I went into psychiatry, the reason why I went into it was specifically that after I see someone in primary care and I give them a referral, so it could be mental health or something else, about 50% of those patients never made it. And it's complicated, you know, there's the mental stigma, there's also poverty, there's the transportation that, you know, my family experienced, um, the financial constraints. So I went into psychiatry specifically to bridge that gap. Um, And in that community clinic that I was working with, we were bridging gaps by providing telehealth psychiatry services to satellite clinics. And so that was the beginning of my exposure, how telehealth was one of the solutions. Um, So I kind of feel like PAs in medicine are the problem solvers. And you'll hear so many different backgrounds and experiences of PAs. um, And I think that's what's wonderful about the medical profession and PA. So now I'm a psychiatry PA. I do uh, work as an independent contractor. I do that for many reasons, but one of the reasons is that I wanted to provide my own level of quality care to different entities, more than one agency. Um, And so that's how I got into telehealth and telemedicine. A Couple years ago, I said, well, I'm doing this stuff. I wanna bring it forward. I wanna bring other PAs in this forum, in this workforce. And that's how I learned about PAs in virtual medicine, telemedicine. So that organization um, was founded back in 2018 by Desmond Watts and Amanda Sheely. And they started to create an environment where peas talked about their experience in telehealth and telemedicine. Um, And again, it's been a privilege to be part of this group because there's so many areas and facets of how to deliver telemedicine. So I delivered it in psychiatry fashion, um, but there's several individuals that do it with primary care, urgent care. Um, And so my hope is to bring everyone together in the PA world that's doing telemedicine together. So that's how I got from being um, someone that saw the disparities to a PA that actually practices as the problem solver and and, um, breaking those barriers. And now being part of the leadership team to bring all the PAs together in telemedicine.
1: I think it's... it's an interesting point that you bring up, and I don't think everybody understands. So I just want to take a quick stop that you know PAs work and they get really a general background educationally in medicine, and then it's when you get into the actual full full loaded practice. So like you said, you know you're trained as a PA, and then you go into the primary practice, and then you're really a jack of all trades, so to speak, where You can, you can shift and be dynamic. So to your point, the dynamic capability of a PA in the country is much more flexible and capable than a lot of other healthcare professions, right? Like you've been able to shift to, you know, common day, go into a primary care, uh, provider, do you really suspect that mental health should be just like part of the same practice in essence, because. I mean, most people that go in for a heart issue or just general malaise need mental health as well. Can you just highlight how, you know, how that education in general and then it becomes like this dynamic nature as you progress, you know, as you've been over the years?
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I think that's why I also am very proud of being a PA because we are kind of movers and shakers and we pivot very well. So um, but we tend to also be the gap fillers and the underdogs, right? So there is a lot of PAs out there doing great work. Um, and sometimes we're, we're just not so outspoken, right? And advocating that we're there. But many people, if you really get to it and go to their primary care office, they'll say, oh, an NP served me. But Later, we find out it's actually a PA. (laughs) So there's a lot of discrepancy on like who's serving, but we are there and we do provide a lot of services in primary care and urgent care. And then we actually do pivot in specialty care. So, for example, for primary care, which is my background, was that for diabetes management, you know, one of the reasons why diabetes management is hard to manage is that it's not just the sugar, right? It takes a lot of work on motivational interviewing, understanding the socioeconomic resources that the, the patient and their family has. And sometimes underneath it all, there is mental illness. There's trauma, there's transgenerational trauma, there's depression, there's anxiety, and research continues to show that we have to treat people holistically, that we have to provide um, treatment for depression per se, in order for the depression to and the A1Cs to improve. And so I think that holistic, comprehensive view is exactly what I got as a PA. And so I think everyone has a great foundation going through a PA program, but it's really the on-site training and what they're willing to get in their patient care that really sets them um, away from, from other providers. And I think one of the things that we keep on seeing both in specialty care and PA for that PAs do or primary care as they were so collaborative. So When I worked at the community clinic setting, I became um, uh, known or uh, well-known amongst the therapists, the LCSWs, the MFTs. I also worked with a pediatrician. Um, I worked with internal medicine doctor. And so I think we have these core values as a PA, going through the PA program to be collaborative, to think underneath the the hood um, and to pivot. And that's what I've seen my career do is that I've had to pivot for the care of the patients, so they weren't getting their mental health care needs. Well, I had to had to fill that gap. Oh, they weren't getting the parenting education. Well, I'm going to get that skill set. I'm going to fill that gap. And I, and we continue to see that in the PA VMT world is that everyone's coming back with several skill sets. And so that's why this upcoming year, as a leader, as a president. Um, I really want to focus on bringing everyone together. So we have a virtual summit conference. It's our first virtual summit conference for PA um, who are members of PAVMT. And we're bringing all of the networks, all the, the experts in the PA telemedicine world together. So we can kind of go over the life cycle of PAs in telemedicine. So we're going through how to get a job, how to promote the transition successfully from in-person to virtual um, telemedicine position. We're going to talk about website manner. How can we really focus on having that connection with a patient on the computer? We're going to talk about how there are leaders um, in PA telemedicine, medical directors for example, and we're going to talk about legislation and advocacy because as I mentioned, I think PAs have such great knowledge that we need to come together, unite, and be part of the advocacy so people know they're being taken care of by PAs um, in the telemedicine world.
0: It's clearly such a multifaceted profession and we'd love to learn a little bit more about how PA VMT differs from other telemedicine platforms that are out there.
2: So PAVMT is a nonprofit organization under the National Academy of PAs. Um, And so it is specifically trying to promote advocate PAs in the telemedicine world. So we don't provide telemedicine services, we're bringing everyone together. So the PAVMT members that we have are breadth, amount of um, types. So there's faculty, at PA programs that are trying to integrate the skill sets of telemedicine. Um, we have medical directors on large telemedicine companies as, as members. Um, we have entrepreneurs um, that are starting to work with other colleagues to create a telemedicine um, business. You have individuals like me that provide services, medical services as an independent contractor. So it's a it's it's we all work in different fields, but we all have the same um, passion and mission, which is to make sure that we're well known for our comprehensive care in all levels of the medicine in telemedicine.
0: And what are some of the barriers that PAs are navigating now that PA VMT uh, is able to advocate for?
2: That's a really good question. So one of the barriers that I think is common amongst medical professionals and the, and um, mental health professionals is how do we serve our patients across states? So one of the um, organizations I work for provides services in Alaska, which is wonderful because there's a huge um, uh, lack of access in rural areas in Alaska and just lack of mental health providers. So, so with those Alaska patients, for example, they travel. Um, especially with COVID. And there's a lot of dual households, which means um, two parents in two different states. And so it's really hard to provide services to these families or these kids or these patients when you only have one state license, let's say for Alaska. And so this is a huge barrier that a lot of medical professionals and therapists run into, but it's been highlighted because of the COVID. And we realize, you know what, legislation has not caught up with actual medical delivery. And so that is one of the barriers. Um, And so this upcoming year, the Federation State of Medical Board is working with APA, which is the national PA organization, to really create um, legislation work to create a a compact license. And so that would be one of the other goals that I have, is not only to bring all the PAs and telemedicine together this year for my leadership, but also to really promote the advocacy of this compact license, because it's going to break down a lot of barriers so that we can provide that quality of care to, um, to patients.
1: What is just kind of, so, so you're looking at the barrier, you know, state lines is a big key aspect of that, which everybody has seen, you know, Alaska kind of reminds me of just the you know, the, the basis of the story of Balto, the dog that brings like, you know, the actual um, you know penicillin to to a, a very kind of far-flown area within Alaska and getting care there. So it kind of almost identifies exactly with these issues, like you're saying, with the dual parenting, with dual states and things of that nature. But what do you see as versus like the barrier piece of it, the opportunity? Like we said, you have this dynamic nature based on your education. so you know, do, do you see folks like yourself who start in the primary care setting and say, all right, I want to start delving into this psychiatry piece. Maybe I want to start working with somebody in a telehealth side, kind of as a side gig, a hustle, side hustle, so to speak, third, you know, get a little additional income. I can work in urgent care, you know, five, 10 hours a week and get supplemental income. while." building my resume and knowledge base there for that full practice authority as that develops. Do you, Are you starting to see that where people are kind of shifting into more than one specific specialty as they grow and virtual medicine being part of that?
2: Right. Yeah. I think that we're seeing a lot of PAs um, that have been primarily doing in-person care. And I think what I see is that PAs have a huge ability to pivot and have huge knowledge that they can do more than one job. So I do, for example, have some people on the board who have more than one job, specifically to be both in person as well as telemedicine position. Um, and I think for many reasons. One, there's that work-life balance. Two, it's exciting. We ha- I think that you'll get to know many PAs that they like maybe like me, they get bored easily. Um, and so we want to make it exciting as well as I don't want to lose my skill set of the huge list of things I learned in PA school. Um, and I think that's one of the things is that you see a lot of PAs putting themselves out there, challenging themselves, finding that balance and juggling different opportunities. Um, and I don't think many PAs. Um, give up opportunities. It's just that we need to create those opportunities. And one of those opportunities is to break down the legislative barriers.
1: Amazing.
0: Mercedes, is there anything else? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's exactly.
2: If there's anything else, I really wanted just to encourage people um, to recognize PAs are part of the solution. You know, I mentioned that I'm a problem solver. Um, we are part of the solution. You know, when the first PA school at Duke started in mid-1960s, it was specifically a colleague, you know, Dr. State realized um, there's a, 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 a difficulty in getting access to primary care in rural settings. And so I think that really speaks to the heart of my professional mission is we're all here to be problem solvers and team players. Um, and so with that said, I just would want to just promote and encourage PAs out there to, to advocate um, for their work, um, to speak up, and then to attend our first virtual summit, which is October 22nd. It's going to be virtual and we're going to bring in a lot of champions in telemedicine that are PAs themselves. And we're going to provide more kind of actions of how we can advocate as PAs at this table.
1: I think it's really, you know, it's just a real great credit to, you know, PAs in virtual medicine and telehealth. It's, it's just, uh, you know, being able to look at solutions as in there's puzzles out there that we need to solve together. And rather than making it a dynamic of this profession or this person or that prof- position in healthcare, it's more, you know, kind of taking the person out of it, looking at the puzzle and then bringing the people together from the human side and bringing dignity to solving the puzzle together. And I think PA oh, is sure. really doing that. It's an amazing leadership step doing.
2: It. Yeah, I agree with you, William. I mean, it's like a rubric cube, but doing it together with several hands. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy to be part of it. and I'm happy to, um, to be here talking about the PA profession, my work and PA VNT's upcoming work. The
1: the Rubik's Cube with many hands sounds like the perfect way to end it. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for your time. And we hope to speak to you again soon. And good luck with all of the great stuff you have going on at PAVMT.
2: Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you.